0: Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of Investing from the Beach. I'm Chris Hansen, your host. I've got my co-host with me today, Chris Lamb.
1: Hello everyone, Chris Lamb's here.
0: And if it's your first time listening to the show, quick little background. Lamb and I both hit time freedom via the stock market. Um, He's about 20 years younger than I am. We both worked for IBM. We were both in sales. And I got there, God, it's been about 15 years ago now. Uh, Chris got there about three, four years ago. But I got there when I was a little, right around 40. He got there when he was right around 30. And we met when he was an intern and we developed an awesome friendship. And over the years, we've had many discussions about what it took to get to time freedom and what we discovered in both of our own individual paths, as well as uh, watching others try and get to the same spot. People focus on the wrong thing or most of the people focus on the wrong thing. They focus on on the how to do the mechanics, the cookbook, the techniques, the what have you. And the reality is that's probably about 5% of what it takes. 95% of what it takes to get there is the how to think. And that's the whole purpose of this episode. And so today's episode is kind of an, uh, not an odd one, but kind of an unusual one. I'm sure if you're a listener, you know that when we record these, some people record them a few days in advance, a few weeks in advance, a month in advance. And sometimes Lamb and I are really on top of things and you know, we've got all this free time. We might record it two hours in advance. And oddly enough, the last episode that we did was recorded the night of the Vegas shooting. And we finished at about one in the morning in L.A., didn't know what was going on in Vegas, literally just said, hey, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning, hung up. And the phone rings 20 seconds later, and it's Chris calling me back saying, turn on the TV, you got to see what's going on in Vegas. And so we, we got our first update on that, if you will, while the rest of the country was asleep. And what was unusual about that, a little bit uncomfortable, is we had talked about a number of things related to how to deal with a terrorist event. And it was a little bit weird to be editing that as we're talking about these kind of things. So I did chop out a few things related to that because it seemed a a tad insensitive. But nonetheless, so along those lines, this one we're doing, we had talked about uh, doing an episode on a health crisis. And so by the time you're hearing this episode, we will have recorded that one before. We haven't done it yet. In the time that we were talking about doing this, I got an, uh, a very timely note from a podcast listener. And he's on the phone with us today, or on the line with us today. His name is Ryan. And I'm going to let him tell his story and background on it. But we thought it would be very helpful for a number of, of the listeners just to get the perspective of one of your fellow fo- fellow listeners. So, Ryan, welcome, and thank you for joining us.
1: And thank you very thanks much.
2: For, uh, thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Good well, to thank be you here. for coming.
0: Yeah, Ryan, you want to give people just a smidge of background on as much as you want to share or what you think would be relevant
2: yeah, um, so I guess uh as it relates to the uh, my personal medical crisis, which uh sounds weird to to put it in those terms, but about a year ago, um I had a general follow up with an ear nose, throat doc, and uh I live in in Cincinnati, Ohio. This doc happened to be uh up in Dayton about fifty minutes north of where I live. And it was a standard uh, checkup, hadn't been to an ear, nose and throat doc uh, since I was in second grade and uh, figured it would probably be wise to just go get some things uh, checked out. So during that appointment, he discovered a lump in my throat, which I had never noticed before. He had asked if any other medical doctors had ever pointed that out to me, which uh, uh, no one had suggested anything prior to, uh, to that. And that kicked off a whole series of um, ultrasounds and eventually a biopsy, which confirmed that it was uh, thyroid cancer, uh, had a surgery, uh, and ended up needing uh, some radiation to uh, make sure all the the thyroid tissue was taken care of. That's just a a brief background on, I guess, my medical crisis. And when I reached out to Chris uh, about a week ago, you know, I have been a listener of the podcast for uh, for a number of months, really since about this time last year. Um, you know, I sort of randomly stumbled uh, on the podcast when I downloaded a, a new app, listened to an episode, thought it was great, and actually reached out to, to Chris uh, following that first episode I listened to. And we've exchanged emails on and off since then. I've gone through uh, uh, the audio version of... Um, of, uh, profits on wall street. And, uh, so anyways, I, um, uh, have been dealing with, uh, just a lot of questions about purpose, direction, values, uh, where things are going. And, um, uh, you know, is this sort of the right path to be on and thought that it would be, uh, um, an interesting conversation at the very least, and, and maybe get some good perspective by, uh, um, I guess, opening up my, situation to to chris and um here we are
0: let's go ryan how old are
2: you i'm 29 years old
0: so 29 so at 29 we find this little we find this little thyroid cancer stuff you go in it's radiation surgery gets it done everything's cool right and then you're just now you're on pins and you're probably the same boat i am you're on pins and needles about every 90 days when you go in for a for a scan for them to tell you it's all good
2: yeah exactly so uh, each scan each follow-up are they going to find something? Is it going to be fine? You know, I had one uh, just a few weeks ago and uh, the feedback was that there's something there. That's probably nothing, but it might be something. So we're going to keep an eye on it. So, um, you know, (laughs) not the most comforting feedback, but, you know, I think long-term, uh, based on everything that that I've learned and the feedback from everybody from a medical standpoint who's been involved with with my care, this will likely be a, a a blip on the radar. And uh, fortunately, you know it's been suggested that if you have to get something, you know in the the cancer family, this is one of the things that uh, you know you would would want to get. It's the one you want. Again, that sounds weird weird to put it that way. I, anyway, tell, I tell uh, people,
0: if you're going to dance with an ugly girl, this is the ugly one you want to dance with. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the prettiest exactly. of the exactly. ugliest, right? <laughs>
0: so yeah, the, right.
1: I'm the exactly. queen of the pigs. This is the prom queen, like he's calling them, Chris. Yeah, the, the prom queen people. of the pigs.
0: <laughs> so I thought what was curious is Ryan had sent me the note. Lamb and I had been talking about kind of sharing my story that you all have heard. Uh, we plan on doing in, the, in an earlier episode prior to this one. And when he sent the note, I thought, wow, the timing was just too, I don't know if you call it coincidental or who knows what it is. But when I called Ryan back to talk about it, I said, hey, would you be interested in putting this on a podcast? Because I got to believe there's other people that find this interesting. Some might be on the health side, but some might also be on the, you know, when, when that kind of thing hits you, you, you tend to be a little bit reflective and say, all right, now it really becomes important or you start thinking about it. You don't want to waste time. And it's not so much waste time, but you're, you're more cognizant as to how you spend it. And so Ryan and I were talking around that a little bit and we didn't go into really too much detail. I just said, Hey, would you be interesting to kind of have interested in having this discussion? We'll just record it and put it out on a podcast thinking that might help somebody. Um, and not, not the person that's going to be diagnosed with uh thyroid cancer or sarcoma like I had. And Ryan, the key word on that is had, had, I don't have it any, yeah. it's gone. And you don't either. Nope. And yours is gone too. Yeah. And so I always look at it that way. It's like, it's like a pimple, you know, you squeeze it and it's gone. It's kind of the way I think about it. I used to have a pimple, but I don't anymore.
1: And, yeah. and I mean, I think, to, you know, to me, um, I always believe stress, you know, stress in yourself or whatever stress that you're creating, right. For yourself, um, always causes like, you know, negative stuff that happens. And, and that's where I think a lot of diseases or a lot of things come from. And so if you can be as much positive as you can, that will always, um, you know, will help you, right? I, I can't see it, uh, you know, not helping, right? So whatever positive thoughts, whatever things that you can say or do, right, um, I think that would only make it uh, uh, better, right, more progress. And so that's what I think Chris is uh, saying is you, you want to think of it as, you know, it's it's not in you, right? It's gone, you got rid of it, and you got to move forward,
0: it's also, Ryan, I, I noticed it too. I mean, I go to a cancer hospital, which really sucks to say that you go to a cancer hospital. Um, for a while there, you know, when you when you go to get checked in, it really sucked that the lady knew me by name and by face. Like, oh, just grating on you. But what, I, what I've what realized in going in there to, to have that, it's like, no, I'm just here for a short time. I'm like the Goliath among Davids, right? And strongest guy in there walked in, walked out. and All right, cry, I can't say the S word, but rhymes with hit as like, cool, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, but what I figured out on that one thing I, I noticed and the, I don't know if you've seen this and just for other people that may be listening that haven't, hasn't dawned on them, Ryan, you probably get it. Somebody will come up to you and go, Hey Ryan, how you feeling? And you hear that and you think, yep. why the hell are you asking me that? Cause you never ask anybody else how they feel. Right. And there's really this right. odd negative connotation that goes with that. And so what I've learned is when people approach me with that question, if I hear it a couple of times, I might correct them. If they keep doing it, I stop talking to them. And so you learn very quickly to remove the, I won't say the negative folks, but those that have kind of a negative mindset. It doesn't mean I'm not willing to talk about it, but if somebody comes at it with just even that type of, they don't realize that little flavor is negative, right? It's a little subtle, but yeah, but it's stuff like that.
1: I think they probably don't realize it when they're saying it, right? No, Chris? oh, they totally don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally they, don't. They're That's not cool. trying to be negative, but no. I think, um, but from their action, it's really saying, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm giving, I'm, I'm favoring you because you have some condition." Correct. Um, yeah,
2: it, it's really not the. Uh, they're asking another question by by saying that. Really, they're. Uh, uh, to me, it seems like you know, hey, are are you still dealing with this this cancer thing? And yeah. uh, it just seems to bring it back up again, which um, you know is is negative.
0: I, I kind of, the way I stick it in my head is that I figure if somebody says that to make it extreme to me, I think, God, they're asking me if I'm dead yet, right? And when you look <laughs> at it in that view, like, I don't want to deal with somebody that way. And so it's really easy for me to cut
1: yeah. them off. Well, it's the same, uh, it's the same way. I mean, did, have you told Ryan about the prosthetic guy? All right, that, I thought that was in the letter, right? Um. Or where the guy lost his leg? Uh No, the guy that showed up, you know, the sales guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> Yeah, that I, was in I didn't there. I did read that in the letter.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have a hunch I'll probably, I may end up, Ryan, what do you think? Should I post that as the, uh, in the show notes, that little blog thing that you read yeah, that, that and, 20 page?
2: I, I meant to ask you, uh, if that was out there, uh, I had, anywhere in the world. Or no, I hadn't if, put it uh, out there.
0: With, and if that'd be helpful, I'd be happy to. It's a little bit of, uh, we'll see. I may put it out there. If somebody's listening and they want to read, if I haven't put it up there, if somebody wants to hear it, just let me know and I'll, uh, and send us a note on the website, and I'll, I'll forward to you. It's a little blog. It was really just kind of a brain dump, you know, all this crap runs through your head, and it rattles around in there. And so I just like ah, I just got to get out. So I just sat there and, and wrote and wrote and wrote for a couple of days, and just got all the crap out of my head. And it's actually very therapeutic. It's gone, right? And whenever somebody oh, and comes think, up, and, uh, and I just share it with them. A when lot it comes of
2: the, up. yeah, a lot of the things that you captured and sort of. Uh, I guess the, the way that you put things and the perspective that you took on it, uh, I mean, really hit the, the nail on the head for me. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people who have dealt with a similar situation, you know, probably could relate to a lot of the things that you said. Not to mention there were uh, some pretty
1: funny moments
2: Perfect. in uh,
0: that whole <laughs> brain dump. <laughs> yeah, it was intended to, intended to be laughing. In your- yeah, and Ryan, yeah, like I the- don't know,
1: if, you know how much you know Chris, but Chris Hansen, he's a, uh, he's, he's a very tough guy. He can deal with a lot of pain, but he won't, you know, he won't admit it. Um, And a lot of times, you know, he won't tell you what's going on, all this stuff that he's going through, right? Because he just doesn't want you to feel, you know, bad for him or, you know, uh, pat him on the back or whatever. He doesn't care about that sympathy, right? Um, But so, you know, when Chris said, you know, should he tell people about this stuff? And that was kind of what he thought is, you know, he didn't want the people to feel sorry for him. And... You know, when I looked at it in a way of you're going to help people, that was the main reason why you put that out there. And I'm glad, you know, you did, Chris, Um, because, you know, it's not it's not we know when you put that out there, it's not to get sympathy.
0: Oh, it's really
1: to help others. And I think the information that you have and what you put together, I mean, um, you know, we had no idea a guy like Ryan is, you know, it's it's in our circle. Right. Correct. Correct. Um, and, and so I'm glad, you know, Ryan, we, we, I'm meeting you today. Yeah. So that's cool. All right,
0: Ryan, so no, enough of this stuff. How can we help you?
2: So uh, before uh, the whole cancer thing got rolling, I had a realization sort of in my uh, career life that um, my uh, current role day-to-day work life, um, which is in sales, uh, left a lot to be desired um, in the sense that I wasn't feeling fulfilled, like I was using my time wisely, you know, uh, contributing to the the greater good, giving back, all those those things. I guess a little career background. I uh, studied mechanical engineering at uh, a university in in Dayton um, and uh, graduated in 2012 and uh, didn't really have any specific career field in mind. Interviewed a couple places, um, nothing really sounded interesting, and uh, had a conversation where um, someone suggested that I reach out to a a family friend who had a a company in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, that turned into an interview. particular company sells uh, manufacturing equipment, and the apprenticeship program was um, a, a sales apprenticeship program. And so in this interview, they pitched uh, training and position to me. And my initial reaction was, no freaking way am I going in sales.
0: Because um, we're you know, all slime I've balls. Had
2: never, what's that?
0: We're all slime balls. We're
1: slime in sales. balls. Yeah,
2: yeah right, yeah. exactly. Greasy used car sales guys. Uh-huh. Not me. Not <laughs> having that.
1: You know, that's an interesting Fortunate. perspective, though. Um, uh, Chris, like, didn't you experience that a lot? Um, oh, yeah. You know, when you tell people who aren't in sales? Yeah. So,
0: right right. I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead.
1: It's, it's just they don't feel good about doing it. They feel like you know, they're cheating people or something. Or...
0: So, Ryan, here, here's yeah. what I always joke with people about. So, Matt, you don't have any kids, correct? Correct. And so here's what I want you to imagine. You know, X number of years down the road, 5, 10, 20 years, whenever you have kids, imagine you have this new little lovely infant. You just It's a boy, and you decide for some reason to name him Chris. Hint, hint. And when, <laughs> <laughs> when, when you look at young little infants, And you say, oh, you know, just I'm going to do everything we can. You're going to have a great life. And you think, you know, when you grow up, you're going to be a, and you think doctor, lawyer, maybe an engineer and whatever. The last thing you ever think of is you're going to grow up and be a salesperson, right? You would never, nobody ever thinks that for their kid. And yet what's interesting is, do you know the highest paid job profession that's out there is sales.
2: Sales. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But everybody has this, who's not in sales has this perception that it's a bunch of slimy, you know, the used car salesman, insurance sales type, just... Yeah,
1: door to door, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Totally. And it's not that at all?
2: uh, Through osmosis, you know, movies, uh, cheesy uh, car commercials, however that uh, opinion of sales um, was brought up to me, I definitely latched onto that. So here I am sitting in this interview and they are, uh, you know, Uh, offering this sales apprenticeship program to me and my initial reaction is absolutely not no no freaking way and fortunately the uh, HR lady that I was dealing with and um, the the family friend that I had in this organization had the the foresight to challenge me on that and um, I ended up you know taking their advice going into the program and very quickly realized that
1: what they tell you
2: certainly uh what what, what made was,
1: you it, uh say yes
2: <laughs> well what really what made me say yes was that they gave me an out uh okay. and the out was uh that if i didn't like it they would uh get me another position with um one of the engineering teams that also mm-hmm. works for their company so i guess they didn't uh, sell me on it so much as up front, they gave me an out. Okay. And uh, so, anyways, I started into this training program and very quickly realized that, uh, you know, it's a pretty cool sales gig. is nothing like it's, it's portrayed to be. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's actually uh, a really nice um, place to sit in the world as far as uh, your interaction with people. And um, we sell a, a technical product. Um, so most often I'm, I'm meeting with engineers and sort of get to work out that side of my brain too, and, and, uh, uh, keep that portion of the brain happy. So, um, it ended up being a nice balance and, uh, was fortunate to have some success early on and, uh, in the, the first, uh, two years sort of climbed the, uh, the leaderboard and, um, finished in the, the top 10, both of my first two years, uh, we probably have um, about 80 salesmen internally at our company. And the um, brand that we sell has close to 200 salesmen between North and South America. And, uh, you know, actually finished the end of my second year um, as the rookie salesman of the year in North and South America. So um you know, got this award, and honor, and it was uh, a really nice, nice experience. And sometime into my third year, I started having uh, this experience where I'd be going through my daily routine, you know, wake up, take a look at the schedule, make a couple calls, uh, send out a couple emails, and get ready to head out the door and start visiting customers. And um, things just started to feel monotonous and, um, uh, sort of the, the groundhog day syndrome and, um, uh, you know, just going through the motions kind of thing, not in a, not in a lazy way, but just in a, a repetitive way. I've been doing this for,
1: for a couple fresh. of years.
2: Um, sort of that steep initial learning curve is, is over. And, and now I'm just kind of, uh,
1: doing the, the same thing hole. every day.
0: Yeah. It's the same,
2: it's
1: exactly. same thing, different day. Yep, you you weren't watching so that, Office Space at the time, were you?
2: I was, I was not. Uh, maybe okay. I should have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that brought up uh, some questions. So now I'm in my mid twenties, and um, you know, some questions about is this what I want to be be doing? Is it is it you know sort of this monotony that I'm I'm going through, and sort of the uh, uh, lack of interest and drive? Is is that me doing that, or is that just a symptom of me kind of being in a role or, or situation or career that's not really the right thing for me. And kicked that around in my head for, for a few months and questions and voices didn't really go away and in fact got louder. And um, after, you know, letting things kind of rattle around for uh, about four months, I came to the conclusion that I was just bored and needed to take on more responsibility, and approached my boss and, and the the company about being promoted to sales manager.
1: They How long did it take were, you to come up with that?
2: It was probably probably into the third month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm still going through my daily routine and, and things are still moving forward, but there's this monkey on my back that is sort of starting to. Uh, work its way into my day-to-day routine more and more. And that, that monkey's saying, you know, you're not doing the right thing. Um, you know, go get another, get a career, get do something more meaningful, more challenging, you yeah. know, uh, f- fill in the blank with whatever you want. Hey, Ryan can so, rank interrupt uh, you. Um, yeah.
0: Chris Lamb, could this be your story? This could. This could be exactly your story.
1: Oh, uh, no way. Yeah, it's, that's, that's why earlier I was saying when you kind of shared with me a little bit and I said, um, it kind of reminded, you know, of me when I was at IBM. Right. But, you know, my I, I was thinking a little different. Right. I wasn't planning to stay there for I think I stayed there longer than had anticipated. But um, I think, you know, have you listened to the last one that we talked about? Not the last one, but the prior one about the life purpose stuff.
2: Yeah, I did listen to that.
1: Yeah. So. So I think part of that, it, it made me think through that a lot, right? It's it's what my life all, is all about. And so, uh, you know, and it's not like at that moment I realize, you know, all this stuff that we're talking about. But, you know, now that you you have that understanding, or at least you can kind of, you know, hear it from us or from, from myself, um, right, w- you got to have that operating system where your life is going, how you live your life. And then all things will fall into place. Exactly. Because... You know, you're chasing. Hey, let me go get that manager app, right? Let me let me try to see if I can challenge myself, because you weren't sure, you or you're not sure how it all fits in. You're just saying, I need to be challenged, right? Um, so you'll go explore all this stuff, and then, you. But it'll it'll kind of leave you maybe empty as well if you can't connect where it fits.
0: Yeah, because Ryan, we've talked about the apps from a from a financial side. You know, if you're going to chase real mm-hmm. estate or the stock market or a- Amazon affiliate business, whatever it is that you're doing. But it's very, what I, as I'm listening to you, it, it's very reminiscent of you're chasing the app. First it was, you know, initially it's first you got to get a job. So I totally get that, right? And then you, <clears throat> you were, I won't say sold, but sold on being a salesperson or enticed with that, saying if you don't like it, you know, you can, there's a safety net, you can go back and be an engineer. And you get into, into sales Yeah, very lucky, right? And you see now the value of it. So you got that skill. You yeah. can you can take that. You know, if if you were to lose your job, you can go find another job the next day. There, no one people are always looking for salespeople. But then, but the app then at the on the sales side was to hey, I can make pretty good money doing this. And in doing that, you know, you go work it. You work it hard. The results show financially rewarded. Like this is pretty nice. You get the accolades. The the pats on the back, the rookie of the, award, rookie of the mm-hmm. year awards, et cetera. And then yeah, you start Ryan, to realize. I did
1: get a rookie of the year award too.
2: No, no way.
0: And so you <laughs> hear that and you think, is this really enough? And it goes back, all right, let me find the app of, hey, maybe if I go be a manager so you can help others. I don't know if how your company is set up. If you make more as a manager or more as a high-performing rep, doesn't matter. But at least then you, know, you want to get the management experience and possibly more pay, who knows, doesn't matter. But again, you're chasing the app side of it as opposed to looking at the big picture operating system on what it is that you want to do and how that fits into it. And not that you shouldn't be a manager, or shouldn't be a rep, right? Those might end up being perfect fits for you, but you got to understand what the kind of what the bigger
1: picture is. Yeah. Cause I've always, or, you know, now I see the big picture is you you, you look for the time freedom so that you could pursue the purpose stuff. And so the job that you're in, it's really a job. Yes you know you you have some relationships with the owner of the company but they got to know it's a business that that they they're running there, right um, Sure. W- which side of the triangle the money triangle does it fall on right is it truly a business can can it run on itself without the owners if it can then if you really like that business you could ask to invest in it but do, you got to have the skill set to be able to say does this does this make sense to for me to invest as well and you gotta have the operating system around the investment, right? Or investing uh, strategies that you're using. So, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, because you've been at that company for a number of years, there's some relationships there. You've, you said a friend of a, a family friend, right? That brought yep. you into the business. And so, you know, it's their family business. So there's, there's you know, some some relationships there, um, but it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business. And that business either falls into the, you know, part of the money triangle either the self-employed side or the really investment side, where it truly runs on its own. And if you really like that business, you can invest in it. You can store some dollars in it. Um, and then I was saying, you know, that goes back to your understanding of the you know, money management stuff. But from where, from your situation, where you're at today, I see that you're, you know, on the uh, W side of the triangle, earning your wages, right? You've hit kind of some life crisis stuff right with health and you're trying to figure out, all right, what's my direction? Am I going the the path that I should be going? So Mm -hmm. I think what you're probably trying to explore now is where am I trying to go? Once you figure that out, then you can say, am I going the right path or not? And if you're not, then that's where you make adjustments.
2: Yeah. I was, um, describing this to the situation to somebody the other day and, um, you know, I think uh, part of what's going on is that uh, I'm just now, uh, you know, 29 years old, having this experience and realization that I, I really have not defined um, that operating system. And, uh, you know, going back to a lot of the things like that you talked about in um, the life purpose episode, Hey, what's uh, wrong yeah, with you? You're I,
1: 29 years old, Ryan. And you can't you figure out what your out. life
0: purpose. <laughs> where the hell have you <laughs> yeah, been, dude? Right? What they teach yeah. you in school? We should have gone to a real university. Come on.
1: Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. But it was just, you know, when, uh, you know, you're you're young in grade school. You know, you don't have to think about any of that. You, you, your parents are telling you, "Here's where we're going to go. Here's what time you're going to be there. The school starts this time, and you're going to practice after." And I'm making dinner.
1: Your so, plan is laid out. We,
2: it's laid out. You go to high school there's a little more freedom, but you know, you're still living at home. You know, you really still don't have to figure a whole lot out about uh, your life. Then you go to college and I guess this is where it starts to vary uh, for different people based on their own personal experience. But for me, I picked mechanical engineering because, um, you know, I was decent at math and science and I had no idea what I wanted to do. And someone said, hey, well, mechanical engineering, you can pretty much work in any industry in a variety of roles, and uh, you can almost do whatever you want. So I said, perfect. That's what I'll do. I I guess looking back on it now, that was sort of deferring, sitting down and sort of defining uh, that operating system a little bit, at least it it how I would have defined it at that point in my life.
0: Yeah, but at 19 and, years old, you uh, have a different answer than you do at 29, right? You didn't know anything.
1: Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's very tough to right even think about that at 19. You you have no you have no experience. nothing in in the brain that says go think about this stuff. And even if it did, uh, you know, you you probably wouldn't think about it correctly either. Um, so yeah, it's 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 you know you very difficult like... to even have that at that age. Yeah, you you didn't take a wrong path. But it's really just, just you know, uh, it's it's more luck, right? than circumstances, I think, when, so. who you're around, who raised you. Yep. You know, just your environment.
0: Or, or I mean, in your case, you know, you, to me, you lucked out by having somebody say, hey, you should go into sales. Yeah. Because imagine. And, okay, oh,
1: absolutely i lucked would. out as well. Yeah. I lucked the, out as well.
0: Because imagine if you'd gone into uh, nothing against engineers, but if you'd gone out to become a mechanical engineer someplace, right? And my guess is you'd be bored out of your mind. Oh, totally. So at least now you've got yeah. So, yeah you you get steered well, I think.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, um, I guess when I look back, it's, it's not regretful, like, oh man, I should have had this all dialed and lined up when I was, you know, before I went to college or anything like that. It's, it's really, I, I feel really fortunate that things fell into place the, the way that they did. Um, and you know, the people who, sort of, um, guided me throughout some of those early choices, I, I think gave me some, some great advice. And, uh, fortunately I listened to him. Um, so, uh, but nonetheless, you know, here I am sort of in this situation trying to make decisions about, uh, you know, do I, do I stay in this role?
1: Continue do the course.
2: Stay the course is, is, you know, changing roles again, going to make, uh, things better is a uh, different career kind of kind of improve uh, the situation is doing something totally you know off the wall different traveling going getting some life experience um, through kind of that avenue is, is that the right way to go and uh, you know again this, as you guys would say those are all apps and without some of that that definition um, it's, it's kind of hard to even. Weigh uh, one versus the
1: other. Ryan, you uh, single, married, kids? Single. Single. No kids. No kids. No kids. Okay. okay. Um, I think I, I think Ryan's hit the uh, the the midlife really early. You hit midlife uh, crisis at 29. Really early. It's, yep, at 29. It's the, it's the quarter life, man. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, out of out of you know all this joking and stuff, it it's true, Ryan. I mean, uh, I I looked at the midlife. I think I've talked to you about it, right, Chris? Many, uh-huh. oh yeah, maybe five, ten years ago, right, when yep. I kind of came back and hanging around with guys in their uh, late thirties and early forties and. I started to observe a lot of changes and things like just radical changes, right? You know, when I started hanging out with uh, guys that were in their late thirties, early forties. Right? These are, you know, my cousins and their friends, and you know, just guys around the, the the area that are small business owners. And I started noticing a lot of changes in in them, right? Just in the next few years that I was hanging out with them, you know, see, you know, radical changes. Um, you're just dressing differently, hanging out with different people you know, buying new cars, new hobbies, um, career stuff, you know, just hobbies, jumping from one hobby to the next.
0: So these guys Uh, were in their own midlife crisis in their late thirties, early
1: forties. Exactly. And then I, it made me curious, right? Just start observing more. And then I started doing some research and reading stuff online and, and then just, uh, you know, just they what, what, what I found was, you know, I think most people hit that midlife around their, you know, more in their late thirties, early forties, the ones that Earlier, or probably in their late twenties, which mm-hmm. are which is you, right? And it's really just a direction in life. It's kind of that, like, you know, you now that you've done all the things that you thought you're supposed to do, and then you're at this point where you don't. You're still not fulfilled, and I think it's that uh, whole, you know, Godot you talked about, Chris. Yep. Is chasing Godot. Uh huh. Um, it's like you know, you look outside, you know, in the ocean, and you see the horizon. And you see it, but if you keep on walking, you'll never get to it because it, it's, it'll always like that carrot in the stick, you know, you keep walking, but it's never closer, right? And that's what life is about. You keep on going. There's no end goal, right? It's what's next. But whatever that's next is has to fulfill what you're living for. It's a step along the way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And that, that you know, helped me understand a little bit clearer, you know, what I wanted to do and, and, and not try to chase retirement or, or, you know, whatever it is. Right. And not put really say that there's an end to everything. It's just, it's just, it's, it keeps going. The only end is when you can't, you know, you're dead. You can't go anymore.
0: A different way of saying that Ryan without, it's going to sound fatalistic. I don't mean it this way, but there's always going to come a time where you can't hit the goal because you run out of runway. And that's okay. And that's totally cool. But at least you're going towards it. In your case, that's going Uh to happen when you're 87 years old or 92 years old. At eighty-seven, you have this goal. Say, so I want to be doing this in the next five years, and you didn't quite make it, right? Because you didn't have five years left, yeah. right? And that so you're always striving for the next goal. You never, you never arrive. You it's just a milestone along the pathway.
1: Yeah, you see all the uh, the, the the billionaires, right? They reached all their financial goals. Really, I think now they're doing the life purpose stuff, and so um, and they still enjoy the chase. They they still keep going they're, they they do not say, I'm I love done. the game.
2: So one of the, uh, the thoughts that, uh, you know, has sort of been recurring, I just, when I think about the, the career and sort of stay in the course is in a fortunate position, no doubt, you know, it's not like I'm digging holes or, or moving rocks on a day to day basis or, you know, working for, you know, a, a wage that's not sustainable, uh, making enough money, uh, Day day to day is certainly not not miserable by any means, but one of the uh, thoughts that I have is just thinking about: Am I going to be doing this, or do I want to be doing this until um, 60 years old, and then retire, and then at that point start doing uh, some of these um, uh, other things that are on the the life to do list, list, the bucket list, the travel, yeah, and, the bucket list stuff. Exactly and there there are people in um, uh, my organization and uh, you know other people in, in different careers who, who I've seen who um, have gone that path and uh, you know un, unfortunately some of them don't even make it to that point you know and it, it's like oh I'm gonna you know travel when I hit this arbitrary dollar amount of savings or when I you know hit this arbitrary number of years mm. at a company and and then I'm going to step away and you know start doing the things and the sacrifice that they yeah. make And uh, they drop along dead the before the they get is, there. Oh it's massive. It doesn't it's, have to I mean, it's, Yeah, but you don't have to
1: it doesn't terrible. have to it doesn't have to be either or do both. Culturally I think it's that way because that's how we think. Yeah. You because we all kind of strive for that retirement and we think that we have to you know, not do anything and and just keep on work, work, work until you, know, you get to that point. Um, you can enjoy, you should enjoy yourself, your life along the way. If you're not, don't don't stop on, doing what you're doing. Get on Change a different path, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, Ryan, you're talking to a guy that retired at 30 and another guy retired at 40. Lamb's a lot right. smarter than I
1: am because he figured it out a lot younger. Well, I figured it out from seeing you, right, Chris? Uh, okay. It's, it's, but I mean, still, advantage. <laughs> yeah, but you,
0: yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So you did see somebody, but the point is that you figured it out, right? Whether you, yeah. I mean, there's other people that saw me that are still working there.
1: That's right. You're right.
0: And so you figured it out and I didn't have the answer. I just knew I didn't want to, I didn't have the, I probably started studying the market when I was about Ryan's age. Now that I think about it, but I didn't have this big burning urge that said, God, I hate what I'm doing. Um, I didn't mind it, but I was out playing around a lot. Um, You know, I took advantage of being a sales rep where you didn't have to report in every day. I remember somebody made this comment a long, long time ago, and it always kind of resonated. And they said, you know, the, if you think of the corporate job as almost being, you almost, in some ways, you feel like a slave to the, to the corporation or to the boss. And they made the point and they said, you know, the, if you think back in slavery times, the, the slave that was working in the plantation right under the nose of the plantation master, they got the best food and the most, you know, they got the most benefits, but they were under scrutiny all the time. And then you had the guys working out in the field, right? And they had a lot more freedom. And so I viewed it as I enjoyed the freedom, right? And so mm-hmm. I was playing around, you know, when I needed to work, I worked, but I was looking to play around. And the closer you got moving up to the, to the big house, right. The, the, the more heat there was like, nope, I don't want to do that. And so in that freedom, first it was playing around and then it was, oh my gosh, look at this, I can make money work for me. And so my play around time was actually work on, on my own business time. And I took advantage of it that way. And, you know, granted, I didn't, I, I still traveled quite a bit through the thirties in that, but once you hit the time freedom, was like, you're 40 years old. This is cool. Right, so you, I, I'm of the opinion you can do both. I don't think it needs to be an either or.
1: Yeah, because I remember asking you, Chris, I was like, what are you going to do? You know? Because I, I, didn't I have like, a good answer. you've been traveling or you, you had the opportunity to travel when you're working. Yeah. But so now that you're retiring, like, I couldn't think of what, you know, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought it was neat to not work, but man, yeah, now, you know, and, I, I had no idea to, you know, <clears> what happens after retirement. I, I wasn't thinking that.
0: Yeah, but now that you're in there, you can't, can you imagine if you had to go back to work? No way. No, I mean, if I had to, I'd, I'd go get a salary somewhere. And, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully with the knowledge that I've got on the stock market, I would not be employed for very long.
1: So that's the comfort that we want to give you, Ryan. Um, and I think you know it as well because you said, "Yeah, you know, hey, you got the skill set, right? You, you've you worked for a number of years there. you uh, got sales experience. You have the skill set. We talked about in the, uh, in the previous podcast that, you know, the skill set's what it's all about. And because you chose the sales route, you got a pretty good sales, uh, set of skill sets, you know, um, behind you that you will never starve. You can always get a job that pays well, right? and that has so, freedom, and and that has freedom. That's huge, yeah. right? Because you see it.
0: I mean, in, I don't. If your boss is listening to this, I just want you to know that Ryan is dedicated. He's in at eight o'clock and he stays till six o'clock every night, and he is just nose to the grindstone. <laughs> But the mm-hmm. other salespeople, you got to watch them because right. Uh, Ryan, you know how it is, right? There's, you got some free time in there, right? And it's how you choose right. to use that free time.
2: Totally.
1: You've been back, uh, from, uh, I guess medical leave or, or your situation with, uh, cancer is gone and you've been back to work for how long now?
2: Uh, I've been back since February of this year.
1: Okay. So about six months, eight yep. months.
2: Yep. Okay. So, uh, I guess the the point that I've arrived at today is um, I've got a couple different avenues uh, that that I can f- choose to follow. My current role uh, in you know it's uh, my current role uh, in Dayton is going to to remain open, um, and uh, it'll be available to me uh, after uh, a short time away um, to sort of try and get more of a handle on the health aspect and also. Uh, just some more, uh, definition on, um, uh, kind of this decision that I'm going to make between one of these two paths. <laughs>
0: I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I don't know, you're good. So you've got, as I understand, you've got three paths, right? So one, so you, <clears throat> you start up on a medical leave here in a couple of weeks and it sounds like you had that medical leave through basically the end of the year thereabouts, right? Correct. So you got a few months off to get the medical stuff all squared away. And then also yep. get your figure out where your head is, which is actually great because then you can figure out what your, you know, kind of on the uh, the operating system or the purpose, whatever you want to call that, what that yep. is. And then the choices you've got are, you can go back and and so, take the same job in Dayton, or yeah, you take another one out in Southern California, lovely Southern California.
1: I always have to add that in there. <laughs> <laughs> and how much more time you have to make that decision? Uh-
2: so I've got three months starting next uh, week. So uh, oh, starting next week, August, okay. Or October twentieth, yeah. Yeah. So it's okay.
0: basic basically through a little bit through January, but basically year end, year end plus. So that's
1: where you're trying to figure out what do I do during these three months. Huh? Well, what yeah,
2: and there's you know that's a, a big piece of it. There's some follow up appointments and some medical stuff that was uh, sort of um, mm-hmm. scheduled to take place during these three months. So yeah. um, I guess the decision that that I made was to uh, kind of be open about what was going on with um uh my company and um you know just keep them in the loop that you know I've got this health thing uh, going on I've got some appointments I'm also sort of trying to to get my head uh, back on straight and figure out you know what's uh going to be the the next best move for me fortunately they were extremely receptive and um you know they I feel like I've got their support regardless of of what the outcome is and um uh, so that's sort of where things are today. The other option, Chris, which you didn't mention was, um, you know, to, uh, leave and, and go pursue a, a totally different path. Um, and for me personally, uh, I think that would be some, uh, path that involved some time overseas traveling a little bit more. I had an experience, uh, a few years ago with, um, a uh, profit organization in uh, Malawi, in Africa. Um, this uh, outfit builds uh, schools and uh, educates, uh, you know, uh, teenagers and, and young adults in some of uh, the local villages in Malawi. And, um, you know, I've thought about going and doing some work like that on a more uh, longer-term basis. Um, you know, and really just kind of seeing where that path might lead.
0: Can I give you something to think about just a different way of doing it? Sure. So I I personally have a bias towards Southern California. And I know you've been, (laughs) right. So just for a whole bunch of, you know, the rest of the world comes here to vacation. And so if you can live in, in a spot in the world where everybody else comes to vacation, there's something to be said for that. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Yeah. You're Um, you're doing all right.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you really can't complain, you know, granted traffic stinks and, And all that. But the reason that traffic stinks and, and all that is because there's so many people here when there's so many people here that all that is, is a ton of opportunity. Right. And the cool thing is you get to time freedom. You can work, you can schedule your day around traffic. And so kind of going with that, the, if the idea is to, you know, you want to do, I'm going to call it give back. And that's, that's a big, broad brush statement. Right. And so you enjoyed spending the time in Malawi doing the, you know, building of a library or a school or something like that and helping out whether it was in, in a semi-populous area or it was out in a village somewhere. And it was neat to be able to educate and help those that really could use it. What I always get, it not a kick out of, but I always kind of ponder when I hear somebody say that is, you know, there's a lot of people that are in that exact situation within about 20 minutes of where I live.
2: That's a good point,
0: right? And so there's lots of it out there, right? And they may not be, you know, I, I don't know what language they speak in Malawi. Um, here, they may or may not speak English, right? So if you wanted to do something where it was a non-native speaker, uh, you got more of that in Southern California and probably anywhere else in the world, <laughs> or at least in the U.S. So you can yeah, find. Yeah, there's
1: that. an opportunity to do charity, right? I think
0: yeah, the there's, all, anywhere, and right? you teach, can, and you can do it while you're working right? You know, you can do it after hours or on weekends and stuff like that. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go live in a mud hut somewhere. And so you can still keep a comfortable lifestyle and standard of living and yet get a good exposure to, um, different cultures, different ways of thinking and actually have an impact with people. And it's an impact in something that is in not quite your neighborhood, but definitely in your, you know, in your driving circle you know, areas that you drive past regularly where there's, you know, they could definitely use some help and assistance. And so you could, you might accomplish many of the same checklist items that you're looking for and you don't have to travel overseas and deal with, you know, all the diseases and whatever else stuff you got to deal with. You don't have to deal with in a first world country. And
2: that's all part of the experience. (laughs) though. It it is
0: part of the experience, but there's, I mean, again, there's, there's pro cons to each, right? I'm just giving you a different perspective. Totally. Um, Totally. But so, you know, it's not like that opportunity is not here. It is here. It's just on a different level. And it allows you also, if if the idea is to get to a time freedom perspective, it's going to be a little bit harder to do when you're making 10 cents a day as a volunteer in Malawi, as opposed to making a comfortable salary here and doing it in your off hours. Yeah. Right. Just different way of thinking about it.
1: And Ryan, it's more so of whatever you're trying to do, I think you you have to figure out where it fits in your overall plan. And then you can say, uh, and then, you know, before you seek out and do it, you should find somebody who's done it, get their experience, and why did they do it and all that, right? And then that way you can make a more informed decision.
0: And understand when you look at that person, are they on the same path that you want to be on?
1: plan, correct.
0: Yeah, because if, if somebody is, you know, if their objective in life is to go live in Malawi for 20 years and do that, their perspective or their opinions might be a smidge different than yours if your objective was to do it for one or two, or one or two months, or, mm-hmm. what, or whatever that timing is.
2: In uh, Does that make sense? Guys's, yeah, 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 definitely. It does make sense. In your careers, uh, did you ever... Uh, consider a a transition either to a different organization or uh you know a totally different career path or was it just sort of this progression from uh kind of where you were at to this realization that you know uh going after time freedom via the stock market was uh sort of a way to uh, get you to time freedom
1: chris you want to go first I think uh maybe you wanna go first, Chris.
2: No, you go ahead.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, um, I think both of our situations different. Um I, I didn't understand time freedom, but early on before even working at IBM I understood that I should uh retire early, right? Make get money working for me and um, you know, that was the goal. Uh so when I joined IBM I didn't have the understanding of I wanna, you know, further my career and, and know climb the corporate ladder and and you know be 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 the president of ibm right or or uh be the president of some other company um i was just trying to figure out how to make money work Uh, so that was my mindset um early on uh when i first started working but even then i'm glad you asked the question and you know it always kind of yeah bugs me a little bit when people say that or because we've been kind of brainwashed i say uh, with that word career and career path right uh because if you think about it chris you reflect a lot of people you know the biggest problems or questions that they have about you know what they're doing it really always typically revolves around their career Mm -hmm. and jobs Mm -hmm. you know you think you know here's here's uh uh, Ryan, he's going through some major life crisis, and the number one question he has is his career. Correct. Right. It's or the number one thing that's bugging him is about this gig, this job that he's doing. Versus, you know what? Let's really think about what your life is all about. Yeah. And and the career is yes, it's a it's it's just a piece that's there to finance, right? It's, to it, give you the the money. It, so because it costs to live. It's a source of money. It's just a, yeah. It's just a resource. Um. And so I, I you know I I I think I'm glad I saw it that way early on you know as far as money you know just needed for a living but I didn't have the purpose or the understanding of what I was going to do right so I didn't really I wasn't a career guy and so it was really tough for me to sit in a career uh uh development discussion with my managers I always say Chris what would I tell them <laughs> 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 like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, like, man, I want Retired. to be next year. Right. Right?
0: What's your 5-year goal? Uh, yeah. not to
1: be here. I mean, that yeah. doesn't sound too here. well. Yeah, I'll yeah. be gone. Yeah. So that's why that's my perspective. Um, Ryan, I I really don't didn't care about work and and all that because I realized that I I could always get a job and so what's, what's, what's all the other things, of, or, you know, try to figure out all the other stuff. How do I get, how do I get to not working as fast as I can? Right. But I didn't think about what, what the heck I was going to do after that. D- didn't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But the, Hey anyway, man, that's, that goes back to, it's almost like the, you know, the plantation side, you know, once you get to freedom on the other side of the fence, <laughs> it's what like, are you going to do? It's like, uh, Oh, I don't know what to do, but at least you're on the other side of the fence.
1: Yeah. But you know, what's funny is even with that understanding, it was tough because once you get pulled into that corporate world, it's kind of like it's slowly trying to, you know, get you to go the other side and forget about what you know.
0: You got, you got Kool-Aid running down
1: your chin. You don't realize it. You get Kool-Aid running down, you know, and so you, you, you know, you get distracted from your, your, you know, what you're all about, your goals, and then they try to get you to, you know, hurry up and, you know, move up and, and get a raise and work harder and forget about you know what really what really is important. And so that's what I want you to keep in mind that you can always get a job and you should only be there for skills and that it pays your bills.
0: And or and, and or, no or if developing. it's a mean yeah go ahead Chris I'm sorry.
1: That was, if you're no longer developing, you feel like hey I'm not spending my time or I'm not growing it here, then do something different that you will still get paid for. And, and that's good for the company, too, because the company doesn't want you there if, you know, you're not growing, you're not happy, you know?
0: Because some of that skill development, Ryan, I look at it, it's like if, if you're, it's kind of it, it all kind of falls back into what's the purpose or what's the, kind of what's the operating system. I remember many times having a phone call with Lam when he was working and I wasn't. I mean, even sometimes when I, eh, you know, it was after I had left, he'd call up and go, oh, man all right, I got to go sit in the sales meeting today and they're going to ask me what I want to do. And like he just said, wh- what do I tell him? How do I, you know, how, what what lie do I come up with that says, yeah, here's my three-year plan and here's what I'm working to get there. Because they don't want to hear that his three-year plan is to retire and his three-year plan is to make more money in the stock market than he makes working here, right? That's not that's not the good corporate answer.
1: Kind of tough to tell him that. Eh?
0: Yeah, you can't say that. Yeah. Did we lose Ryan? Ryan's still there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. He's just he's pondering that one. <laughs> right but on, <laughs> but
1: on the other side he's Ryan, like what, what, you guys are crazy
0: <laughs> yeah and so but Ryan the other thing I was, I was telling Lamb when Lam many times would call and go oh. it was almost like he was talking to his dad can I leave can I just leave now <laughs> can I quit <laughs> and the discussion I'd have though, a couple of times like alright let's say that you leave you know you're 25 you're, I don't know how, Chris how old do you think you could have when you could have left like realistically yep I could leave now how old were you
1: I think maybe about 28,
0: 29. Yeah, so ballpark 28. So he stuck around for another couple of years. And when he was calling, asking, saying, you know, what do you think if I left? And my my comment always to him was, let me ask you this. So, you you know, it's a Friday. You're not in a good mood, right? It's not making you happy there. So let's say you leave tonight and now Monday morning wakes up. You wake up. What are you going to do? You know, grant, you know, clean the house and do all that. Okay, that's fine. But, you know, four, five, six Mondays from now, what are you going to do? Because all you know, dude, you're, you're in your twenties, all your buddies work. And so you're not going to have a big circle of friends that are available during the day. The last thing you want to do is go hang out in a retirement community, right? With a bunch of 70 year olds who are retired because there's no such thing as 20 year olds that are retired or even 30 or 40 year olds. Right. So you gotta find a whole new circle of friends or you gotta go into some other gig, something to spend your time. And so while people will, you know, bitch and complain about they don't like working, it is a great place to spend time. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Right? But there's social interaction, there's intellectual stimulation, there's mental stimulation, there's skill development, there's all kinds of values that come or value that comes with spending your time X number of hours a day doing that and that you could do that in your own business too yeah right and so there is value so if there's skills that you need as chris was saying find something that can build that skill
1: yeah and it was i mean it was tough to to, to think that way right at that age and you know all i was thinking is yeah i didn't i didn't want to be there right uh it was jail with a door every yeah, night you can and, go
0: home but you go back to jail every morning at eight in the morning
1: and it's not like it prevented me from doing anything. I was already doing things that I wanted to do, right? So if my friends wanted to go somewhere, travel somewhere, it wasn't how I couldn't go because of work. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, that wasn't a, you know—that wasn't an issue at all.
0: You couldn't go live for four months somewhere.
1: That wouldn't yeah, have been. I, yeah, exactly. Well, I, if I wanted to, then I, I yeah, I would just quit. You'd then... quit and then go get another job when you came back. Correct. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so that's always another option as well. Um, And, you know, after I left, um, Ryan, I really started thinking like, man, you know, if only young people knew that they can just leave their job and do whatever they want to do for a year and still go back and work. And you know what? You will not have that opportunity ever in your life if you never do it.
2: So that's that's something that I am hearing on uh, a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to do it. You're never going to have this much freedom ever again. You should go, uh, you know, do it now because this window's going to close and, uh, you know, it, 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 you may be able to do something similar, but maybe not with the same level of, of freedom like I have right now at this point in my life.
0: But the reason you're saying that so freedom, when, the reason you're saying that freedom is because no obligations, right? No spouse, no kids. Right. Right, and I yeah. assume your expenses are lean, and your income's good, and you got some savings.
2: Yeah, rent rent an apartment. Uh, you don't own a house. Uh, you know, don't have any debt. Yep. Um, you know, so uh, I guess yeah. When I say it's uh, easy to do it now, or easier than it would be later in life, that's saying that you know somewhere down the road, some of those other obligations are uh, uh, hopefully going to be entering the picture. Sure. So, when I hear something like that, you know, that uh, sort of sways me back to, well, yeah, I, I definitely want to have an experience uh, like that, but is it uh, uh, wise to kind of approach it from an all or nothing standpoint where I'm saying, you know, I'm leaving for uh, a year, 15 months, whatever it is, and then I'm going to come back and, and pick things up? Or, is it, you know, I've got a pretty nice setup right now with, uh, you know, salary, and, uh, you know, again, I'm not out digging ditches uh, on, yeah. on the side of the highway every day. You got a good
0: um, gig, you're in a good spot, and you've got some freedom with it.
2: Yeah, so do I walk from that, not saying that I couldn't re-enter a, a similar-looking picture somewhere down the road, um, or is it you know, uh, wiser to, uh, maybe find more of that balance between, um, you know, the, the travel and the trips and and those sorts of things and the, the job. I think that's really one of the main things that I've been wrestling with.
0: See, and that's the, it's not the, the answer you want to hear, but the ideal would be that you've got the money and you're not living hand to mouth. You've got a few dollars poked away. And so if you could know how to have those dollars working for you that could cover your expenses and even, you know, even if it's lean expenses, right? Not saying that you're living like a king, right? But your dollar is generating enough that it's basically your time freedom, right? Yeah. Then this does not become a question, right? Cause yeah, you, totally. Yeah, because then you could just take off and it's all right, I've got my money or right, I know how to make my money work for me. Let me go jaunt for a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, you should uh, feel you shouldn't feel rushed that you got to go and do all this stuff in, yeah. a, in a, You know, you don't have to do it in tomorrow. In this month, this next few months, or even a year. Um, I think what makes sense is really to sit down and plan, and write down. You know, what your purpose stuff, and just kind of explore that because then that'll kind of steer you in that 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 next step. Right, it'll make you feel comfortable in doing what you're doing.
2: It's one of the the reactions that I had. You know. Listening to the class, going through the reading list, knocking out some of the books, doing the exercises—all those things—was that uh, when I would daydream about, you know, some other uh, life with time, freedom, or just traveling and leaving, sort of, uh, kind of my my current day-to-day and making a major shift. You never get away from the fact that at some point in the future you have to get a handle on your money and uh, investing. And, uh, you know, even if it were leave and start a business, well, you, you still have to know, uh, what you're going to do with the money if you're in the fortunate position that you're profitable, Correct. um, and how to invest it and, and all those things. So it was, um, it, you know, I, I guess leaving before, uh, or making a major shift, um, kind of in my life before um, I've got some of those skills a little bit more dialed is uh, another factor that's weighing in on this decision is that, uh, you know, maybe it's uh, wise while I've got this kind of nice safety net with the, the paycheck coming every two weeks and, um, you know, sort of the, don't have any debt and all those things to use this opportunity to get those skills dialed and then go, you know, uh, sort of chase whatever that next thing is from there.
0: Cause sometimes Ryan what <clears throat> excuse me. what I hear people say is, well, you know, I'm 30 or, you know, your, your case 29, but ballpark 30 and, you know, certain parts of the country, you're almost like an old maid there's something wrong with you if you're not married by 25 and have a kid i don't know if it's that if that mood is prevalent in the in the area that you live or if in your circle um
2: i think it it is in the area um not so much with my generation you know i do do have uh friends who are married and you know they're just now starting to have kids but mm-hmm. um I think it's more of a generational thing, but certainly geographically, that is the the norm. Sometime in your mid twenties, you're you're married, you get the house, and then you you have kids after that.
0: Right, and I'll I'll give you another side of the coin where somebody who didn't get married till he was forty, and that's me, right, and then had a kid not not long, a couple years after that, and so there's something to be. I could I could make the argument, you know, you get another ten, you I could make the argument that what you do is. If it fits what your plan is, there's nothing wrong with continuing working for, you know, the reigning X number of years, whatever that is, and learn how to get your, your leftover, you know, keep your expenses lean, right? What you can do is single with no kids. And it doesn't mean you're a monk, right? Now I'm not saying, you know, never date again, never have any fun, but you don't need to lock yourself down into a financial burden is too strong of a word. I don't mean that as negatively as that sounds but it allows you to get your money, figure out how to make the money work for you. And so that then you could, if you wanted to, step away from the workforce because now you've got the money, you know how to make the money work. And now if you did want to say, you know what, I do want to go, you know, be like David Carradine and go travel the world and, you know, chase your own shadow and kind of see where it leads you. If it's something as loose as that or if it's more of a defined plan. But now the dollars are working for you and you've got to, you are at the point of time freedom. And your choice in time freedom is to go roam for a little bit and kind of figure out what it is that grabs you. And if that's go you know going to build uh, build huts in Malawi, great. If that's going to you know help out uh, people that are in need in South Central LA or in, you know Santa Ana, California, great. Do it there. But the- yeah,
1: Chris is Chris is really uh, you know saying that uh, ultimately you you're going to want free time freedom. And sure, right. He, he, what he's concerned is. Uh, whatever you're doing, right? You don't want to slow down your path or your progress t- towards time freedom. Correct. And you're not that far off, right? And so, let's say quitting. If if you're gonna, if you quit a year, or two, or three, right, that's really gonna put a little you know, stopper on that time freedom great progress because mm-hmm. not only does it stop on your income but now you've increased your expenses because you're
0: depleting you have no income and now you're, you're chewing into your savings
1: yep and and while you're traveling and all that you know I don't know if you'll be able to still learn and do the work and all that you know that you can uh, towards right the time freedom aspect of it if you're solely focusing on the traveling but right yeah I think I think where you're at, Um, if you take, if you can, it's very hard to do. It's kind of like telling a student to not think about getting good grades, you know, but just like in your job, try not to focus in, Hey, I gotta, you know, the job is the most important thing in my life. That tends to be the mindset of most, you know, employees, um, you know, at that, at your level, you know, the management level. And so if you have that understanding of, right, it's just. Part of your life. Here's why you're doing it. It's a job. Then I think it takes a lot of stress away and allow you to still balance and travel and do the things that you want to do, um, right? While you're building, working towards time freedom.
0: And you do. And it's yeah. not to say you say you know, thumb your nose at the job. You do what you need to do. To you know, you're giving you're giving the guy an honest day's work, right? You do what's necessary. But there's times where you don't always go over and above but you're delivering at a level that one would expect. And in that, and you've been in sales long enough, you know what I'm talking about. There's times where you do have to work and there's other times when you can skate. Totally. Right? And so what you're looking for is take advantage of those skate times. And in those advantage of the skate times where before you might have just been kind of, you know, frittering around or farting around, now those skate times are built toward working toward learning how to get to time freedom, so learning the mechanics in that, as well as um, fulfilling the the need that you're doing something significant, right, that's kind of for the greater good or, you know, beyond you, something that it doesn't equate to, but along the lines of, you know, the Malawi volunteer, I'm going to call it Habitat for Humanity, for lack of a better word, just kind of lump that into everything. Sure. Right. And if that's again, if it's, you know, going down to Tijuana and and doing stuff with, you know, uh, people in that area or if it's doing it even on this side of the border. Right. And so you're you're fulfilling that personal requirement, if you will, or personal desire. But you're not letting the desire override the goal.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's good
0: advice. Does that I, I hope I'm I'm not sure if I'm saying that if that's coming across the right way, but it sounds like it
2: is. No, yeah, it it absolutely is. Um, You know, and that's a perspective that uh, I guess I haven't really considered. Um, You know, for some reason after an experience like uh, getting cancer and treatment and recovery, or I would imagine, you know, a a significant uh, life-changing experience or experience that sort of um, brings up questions like cancer brings up, if it feels like things, at least for me personally, like larger changes needed to happen and, and happen now, because now there's this um, reality check that you just just got that hey you're you're not invincible and um, really a lot of this is is totally out of your control and it could be taken away tomorrow and so that for me created this time pressure uh you know you got to figure things out out now and every minute's got to be jam-packed with either you know getting closer to time freedom or traveling or sort of enjoying yourself and if you're gonna go on vacation it's got to be this uh uh, you know slammed itinerary where uh, you're seeing and doing everything and um for me that caused me to burn out pretty quickly
0: yeah, the only uh, thing—the only thing I would comment on that, just because I—I kind of relate to what you're, what it feels like when the doc says that. In my mind, I just think, "F the doc. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's talking about everybody else." And yeah. if he ends up being right, and I drop dead, oh well, I won't know. You won't know. I yeah. will not know. Mm. Right. And so that's kind of—I I take it more of in that approach. And that's to me, that's more along the lines of a positive attitude. It's not being oblivious. And not listening, you know, not, not, I'm not sitting there smoking cigarettes because, you know, I said, ah, oh, cancer bullshit. I can sit and smoke cigarettes. Right. I'm not being stupid about it. But I also look at him and go, all right. He's saying, you know, this could be what happens, but they really don't know. And yeah. so like, okay, cool. Thank you for your opinion. And, I, uh, you know, I, I put it, I'll take it with a grain of salt, but here's what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, you don't want to let that scare you and make you afraid of life, right? Not at all. Um, so that you go out and do all these things because you think, hey, man, my life, I don't know when it's going to end and all this stuff. We don't have that control, right? So we just continue to live. Um, and if you're pursuing
0: uh, that life purpose, that, that's not an issue. Correct. Right? Because it, it's with anybody, yeah. whether, you, whether you got the cancer diagnosis or a, you know, any other nasty disease diagnosis or you got nothing. Tomorrow's not promised to anybody. Right. Sure. And so you, you know, you, you don't know how much runway you've got and you <clears throat> right? so you, you know, you use the time where it seems to make sense, but not with the idea that, oh my God, this could all end tomorrow. Right. Cause then you're running around afraid of your shadow.
1: Well, I think that idea of uh, when you get scared is because, um, you remember how that whole linear thinking where, right, I got to do this. Then I got to do this. Then I got to do this. Right. So I got to work, 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 work. So I enjoy my life. So while I am I die, while I'm working, 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 oh, shit, I never got there, mm-hmm. right? I, or I never got to the point where I'm – with that thinking, that's it makes you afraid. But if you are living your life the way that you're supposed to live it, right, whichever moment that you are in, whenever you die, you just die. Then you will be happy forever because you don't control that, right? Yeah, it sucks, you know, like, you know, don't wake up tomorrow, right, but – you won't know. I won't know and I'm okay because I've controlled it up to this point where you know that I could. And that's all that's all you can do. You can be happy with that.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, you it's it's not like, man, I gotta go do this, gotta go do that. You've done the things you want to do up to this point and you're continuing to do the things, right? towards those goals, those things, they're all going to fill in. There's no end goal. You just keep on going.
0: While you're keeping your responsibilities, right? Responsibilities to yourself, your family, I mean, all those other things, right? But you're doing the things that you want to and should be doing. Right? Sure. I don't, I don't think don't it's an either death. or. Yeah. yeah, you don't fear death. If it happens, like, yeah. You know, if, if you do it right, the, the good thing on the death side is that they all say really cool stuff at your memorial. Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's... That's what you're trying to, and you'll never know the difference anyway. and if yeah, exactly. and I guess, and if they say crap stuff about them, then you come back and you haunt them, right? Yeah. So that's where you get your payback. Right. <laughs> yeah, f them, I'm gonna haunt them.
1: Hey Ryan, have you have you read the the Lone Survivor?
2: Uh, no, I have uh, not gotten to that yet.
1: You didn't see the movie yet, did you? I have not seen the movie. Okay, do not see the movie. Go see. Uh, or go, read go read the book. Go read the
2: book. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's about the SEAL team that went over and tried to get uh, Bin Laden. You heard about that?
0: Do you know the story? You know a little of the story, Ryan?
2: Uh, A little bit. They get uh, bogged down or stuck somehow, uh, ambushed maybe.
0: Yeah, and all but one of them them are killed. And the one guy that's there is the lone survivor. Yep.
1: And so he tells the story, right? Um, And so when I read that book, what I got out of it is uh, it made me think, like, you know, why did these guys go out and do this stuff? They know what the Navy Navy Seal is all about, what they're trying to do, Um, right? Yet they still go out there and do it. They know their life's at risk, so these guys weren't afraid to die. And then, yeah, you think. So we all, we all die, right? Doesn't matter. We all will die, right? That's one point or another. We're all going to die. But what's important is how do you die? Like what you know? what, What did you do when you were alive? Or, how did you die? Right. These guys died. Yeah. By the or how did the country. you live, really? Yeah, or how did you live? Or, or you know, how did you die? These these guys fought for the country. They were willing to sacrifice their life. That was meaningful. There was meaning to it. So they're comfortable with dying that way. So there was no fear there, right? Knowing that high possibility, right? Uh, you could die or at least, you know, severely injured. Still go out and doing it, right? Mm-hmm
0: i don't know if you're thinking this way but just as you were talking earlier the first thing that jumped out of me is like dude you have fear of it yeah right? if the doc's right and says hey you know there's a like when, when he was talking to me I, I i remember i don't know if he ever said the survivor survivability, the survivability numbers or i read it but if you go read it on sarcoma it ain't pretty
1: right well, it was a low it's, uh, it's five really years low. survival rate yeah. or something
0: it's, it's yeah. really low But when you dig into it a little bit, that, you know, this stuff shows up, you know, in in, with this case, sometimes it shows up in the abdomen and when it shows up there, you never see it. And so, you know, that survivability rate is really low, right? Because by the time they find it, you know, it basically takes over everything on the inside. I was fortunate that it was on the arm. And so with, you know, being such a, you know, skinny son of a gun that I am that you couldn't, you could, you couldn't hide it. Right. So it popped up really quick and was able to get it addressed really quick. And so whenever Mm -hmm. I read the survivability, I'm like, that's for somebody that's got it stuck, you know, between their, between their stomach and their liver, you know, somewhere on the abdominal cavity, right? And mine showed up literally on the deltoid muscle. It looked like a pimple, right? You couldn't hide it. And so I'm Mm -hmm. figuring, you know, my number is the guy that's, you know, I'm pulling up on the 99% survival number and it's the other guy that's down really low. So I'm pulling the the numbers up is the way I look at it. So there's not a fear of it. It, it. Initially I was scared to death of it you know, you get like, oh crap, what, you know, what did I, not so much, what did I do wrong? but was like, what the hell? I was not expecting this. And you quickly realized, nope, that ain't me. Right. When you see yeah. the other cases. And I would, I would take the same approach with yours in that, like you said, no symptoms, nothing at all. They found it quick. They addressed it. Cool. Done. Keep going. Right. And you got to go back and do checks and writes a little bit you know, the, uh, I go in in a couple of weeks and I don't even think about it until I have to drive in that day and not cause I'm yeah. trying to avoid it. Just, it doesn't cross my mind. Look, oh crap. I got to go up there again today. And I dread going in there cause all you see are, you know, people with, you know, the hair gone, you see women with scarves on, um, you see people getting wheeled in. I'm sure it's from chemo. They look just like death warmed over. No offense to anyone that is in that boat. It is not pleasant to see. And then I I put on sunglasses, I walk in, I don't look at anybody. I don't even like video games on the cell phone, but I play a video game on the cell phone while I'm waiting for the guy to do my test. I don't look up at anybody and you go see the doc. Cool. Everything's good. And I can't run out of there fast enough. Right. I take the top down on the car for about 10 minutes to blow it all out of my system and put the top back up and I'm good to go. Right. And don't have to go back to that. hellhole for another 90 days. I'm glad it's there, but man, I hate going. Yeah. Right. And I just kind of look at it that way. It's like, Oh, you know, I got it. It's kind of like going to an outhouse, right? Nobody likes going in an outhouse, but why have to go there for a reason? And so you hold your nose, you do your thing and you get the hell out of there (laughs) and you spray yourself with, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, glade or whatever to clear the smell and you keep right on going. And that's about how I view going to that damn cancer hospital.
2: So lamb is the uh, worksheet that, uh, you referred to in the, uh, life Purpose episode still the,
1: uh, I guess, best
2: tool that you've found for uh, sort of getting some of those things down on paper?
1: Yeah, I think it, it uh, it's a good starting point, right? Um, it's really to get your thoughts going about what, you know, is important to you in your life, and so that gets you thinking, because how many of us really sit down and think about that until some major crisis, you know, like cancer kind of happened, right? Um, we don't think through those things. So I think that'll help you as you start, you know, feeling that, you know, answering those questions for yourself. Have you already looked at it? Uh, I have not.
0: Ryan, I've heard from a few people that, uh, um, that have listened to the podcast and a few others that actually have been through the the stock class that you mentioned earlier. And I I had a couple of nice, really cool notes from people saying, wow, you know, thanks so much for doing that. And one guy wrote one, he said, um, he was sitting in a coffee shop when he sent when he uh, was writing the note, and he said, "Man, I can't thank you guys enough for doing this." He said, "You weren't kidding when it takes a hundred pages." He said, "I'm almost at a hundred pages in writing this stuff down." He said, "But it really does wow. make you stop and think about you know where you're spending your time, what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go, et cetera, et cetera." And he goes, "This is hugely worth my time." So he was like, "Thank you, thank, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you."
1: Yeah, and I think so, once you start, um, as you get into it, it will start to open up your mind. You'll be, you'll be kind of, you know, surprised what it can do. Because um, not a lot of us really, you know, spend that time to do it. Yeah. And try out when you get that, uh, you know, sit down and go through your plan.
0: And don't be afraid of it. Somebody made a comment once to or not too long ago made a comment. They said, wow, 100 pages, that's a lot of work. It's like, wow. Think of what you just <laughs> said. You're telling me your your life isn't worth sitting and writing stuff for 100 pages?
1: learning about yourself. Is that right? Come on.
0: Right? But you'll sit and you'll write, you know, you'll write all these emails to people answering questions on stuff. Like, think about where you're spending your time. Right? This is your business, not somebody else's. Yeah, it's definitely worth spending the time doing it. And, you know, it's a little arduous and it's not painful because it's good pain. But it really does help you kind of, I guess, see where your head is and kind of help you solidify a little bit of a direction. Or help you point out it's like oh I'm you know I'm I'm going left of center here or right of center there I don't want to be doing that, and it gets you to cut stuff out.
1: You know the neat thing about uh, seeing how Chris or Chris's reaction, you know, to cancer was you know it, it wasn't it was you know, wasn't even much. He continued to do everything that he did. You know he was doing. You know, uh, the guy even showed up uh, what a few days after radiation right, and <laughs> surgery and stuff to. Um, to teach the class.
0: Yeah, right I mean, you talk about that, right? the, uh I had a, a big chunk of my arm chopped out on, I think it was a Wednesday. And <clears throat> I hadn't said anything at Lamdo and a few other people knew I was going in. Um, but I had this big old pad thing on my arm, you know, kind of the, I've got a, a scar that's about nine inches long up my bicep. And wow. <clears throat> I remember when I woke up, um, coming out of this, the first thing I did was I felt for my arm.
1: Make sure you still got one.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Check that first. <laughs> yeah, he he showed up uh I think in a sling and I think people were asking and you know, Chris at that time didn't tell people yet, so mm-hmm. nobody knew. So he had to, you know, make this excuse of, you know, uh he got some tattoo or something? Yeah,
0: like, I just said, Hey, you know, <laughs> I had a little surgery surgery done on my shoulder. Right? But the I had made it I knew <clears throat> I'm even breaking up saying this.
1: Okay. Take your time. It is, uh, it is an, uh, an, an emotional battle, right? That you got to, and then I think that's why Chris is, you can really uh, relate to you, Ryan, and what you're yeah. going through. Yeah. And then, you know, we're, we're all here to support and, and help you in that, uh, you know, figuring out what you're trying to, you know, get to next.
0: Yeah. But I think, Ryan, as I, um, you know, it was done on, I think it was a Wednesday or Thursday. And I'd had it in my head months before. It's like I knew I had a class that Sunday that I was teaching. I think mm. I'm showing up. If they got to put me in a hospital bed, I'm there. Yeah. Right? Because if you're not, then it wins. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and Chris, you know what? I think in your head, because you have in your mind that you're going to be there, you were there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it.
1: And that's one of the things too—that that power of the mind. Um, you know, the more of what you think about, right, it, it tends to come. So, if you keep thinking about, you're gonna be there in class teaching. You will be there in class teaching. Right? And so, you, you want to think about those things that you want in your life, Ryan. But you have to sit down and figure out what that is first. Yeah. Yeah. And then those things will come to you. Otherwise, you know, you're just gonna. Right, let me get the next promotion. Right. Soon you'll know I'm here at sixty, still at the same company. Want beat cancer, but uh no time freedom, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: But I think also Ryan it, it steps up too is that it no longer is like I, I think you're the same way. The last thing you want is a tattoo on your arm that says Cancer Survivor. Right? Oh uh, totally. Right. Yeah, I don't want that stain. Right? Um and you don't really want to you don't want people it's kind of like you said before when people come up and they say how you feeling like that's that's all, they're tattooing you with that uh you know with that label and it's like f you it's not what I'm about yeah. and so if you if you think of it that's why I, I go back to about you know maybe give thought to uh, granted you get the scare and says oh shit i want to get this stuff done Right. Just in case. But, you know, if you drop tomorrow, you know, if we end up going to your memorial service on Sunday because you dropped dead tonight, right, you're not going to know the difference that you didn't knock those, those items off the bucket list. Yeah. And so I kind of view it as you, you know, whatever that purpose is that you're pursuing, you still pursue that. And the cancer has nothing to do with it. Otherwise, you're giving it more credence and more of a vote than I think it deserves. That, does that make sense?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, it does. Yeah, you don't want to let it uh, change your course of life. Not you a bit. Know, it, just because, right, uh, but you want to change your course of life anyways if it's not the direction you're going. Correct. You can, uh, you can for, carry it
0: in your backpack, but you don't let it drive where you're going.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What other uh, what what are thoughts got? and things that uh, have come up, Ryan? you know, that uh, here's to explore. Uh,
2: those, uh, I mean, again, just the, I didn't have a, a list of uh, questions because, you know, I recognize that uh, sort of this uh, journey and the, the decisions are ultimately up to, to me to make. But, um, I mean, certainly the, the perspective that you guys have, have offered up and what we've talked about uh, is, is definitely really helpful. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I guess, refreshing to have the, the conversation and just the reassurance that, um, you know, without that operating system and some of the, the, those types of things defined, uh, it's, it's kind of impossible to.
0: Well, it's like you're a ship without a, a rudder. A yeah. Direction. Cause you're a ship without a rudder.
2: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly so that um, is uh, you know top priority as far as uh, things to spend my my time doing is is um, you know with this free time that I have spending uh, you know some of that initial time sort of firming up some of those things and uh, you know getting some direction on that front
0: we I mean the the in your 90 days off right I mean first and foremost is get the health thing squared away right figure out what's going yeah. on with that and then you know I ask it but if I were giving advice I'd go look at that um, you know go listen to that podcast a couple of episodes ago where you talk about life mm-hmm. purpose take a listen through it and then spend some time going through that worksheet right and see if that doesn't open your eyes to either things that are within you didn't realize <clears throat> or may open your eyes to things that weren't within that you didn't realize yeah and that may, I think that'll probably give you – it may not give you all the answers, but at least it it knocks out some of the opportunities
1: or some of the, the potential paths. The lone survivor, too. And the lone survivor, as well. Because those, so those are, are all, I a, guess, input to, to help you kind of think and to help you generate the answer for yourself. Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: And the cool thing is, Ryan, we, we don't charge 150 an hour like a psychologist.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to That's help why I like you guys. Every way we can. Yeah. Cool. Right. I, I really appreciate that.
0: Oh no worries. No worries. Is that uh, is this kind of what you were expecting, or did you even know what to expect?
2: I you know I didn't know what to expect. Uh, so uh, the, there wasn't a bar, but uh, I feel like if there was one, we we exceeded it.
0: Cool. Cool. I, I, I appreciate that. I wasn't looking for that. I just want. I didn't know. I didn't really know where this would go either. So it just, it'll be kind of interesting to see how. Uh, How it's received by the uh, by the you know the other three of our let's see we got the two moms my aunt Chris, you got a sister you know by the other nine listeners that we have out there so Ryan I'm sure (laughs) your family (laughs) listened too
1: those nine listeners yeah yeah exactly
0: so well
2: you can add my my mom and grandparents to the list of uh, listeners now
0: awesome awesome we're up to lucky number twelve so we're we're on our way
1: exactly we're on our way I'm sure we did explore a lot of uh, how to think you know, components in here. And so hopefully, uh, you know, uh, podcast listeners or audience got a good, uh, kind of sense of what Ryan's all about and, uh, and his story and his experience. I think, uh, it was very helpful for me as well, Chris.
0: Yeah. So. Perfect. 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 And if it ends up, you do look at the, uh, at the Southern California management opportunity. I think you'd like, I mean, you've spent, you said you spent some time out here. You got a cousin up in Hermosa I think it was a cousin or somebody up in Hermosa beach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you'd, uh, you'd like it out here and there yeah. truly is yeah. you know, the opportunity for, if you wanted to do some of the give back stuff, it's all over the place up here. And so you oh, could sure. you could kill two birds with one stone. You get the travel. Yeah,
2: that's with two. Uh, totally. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that I took away from this conversation was just, um, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be the, the all or nothing mm-hmm. mindset. You know, there's, there's a way to uh, sort of design or shape you know, really any experience to sort of incorporate, uh, more than just one thing.
0: What I've heard you say is really three, there's really three wants in there. One of them is that you want to do something where you feel you're, you're contributing or kind of a give back, right? Something that's a little bit more fulfilling, but then there's also the desire to keep up the lifestyle. And then there's also mm-hmm. the desire to continue to work. Uh, uh, yeah. We'll keep up with lifestyle through continue to work, but also the desire to figure out how to get the time freedom. And I I think you can do all three pretty easily. Yeah, it doesn't have to be one, two, or three. It's it's all of them.
1: Yeah, Ryan. One of the yeah. main reasons I went to uh, I went out to Dallas or Texas when I first um, you know finished up school to work for IBM over there. And it was you know I I, I didn't mind. I wanted to be somewhere different, to kind of get that travel bug out of the way, or at least you know living somewhere different. And, and so when I did live uh, out there for a few years, it made me kind of you know, miss California. Huh? Yeah, make you realize like you know, you'd rather be home. You'd rather yeah. be you know where the weather is nicer and you know um, I got the mountain, the beaches, and you know whatever it is. You know, um, it, it 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 makes you appreciate the things you know that you're coming from or what you have. Right? And I think you know you can do that as well. Here's your chance to go live somewhere and you know. Learn something different, be in a new place, right? Totally. So,
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: Definitely uh, consider that, and then you may find that there's a lot of opportunities out here for other gigs. You mentioned manufacturing, right? Um, maybe you jump into technology. I think um, I'm not sure if we talked that about that in the podcast, but in tech tech sales, you know, you really get to have experience in a variety of industries because every company. Use technology. Every industry Mm. uses technology to drive their business. So you're going to be selling to them, and you're going to be meeting people at that uh, you know uh, decision-making level. Typically, you know the lowest are the directors, but you're meeting C-level clients all the time. Yeah, Um, you'll broaden your experience, your knowledge, your skill sets, and then you know take that to do whatever you want with your time freedom. Right, and it pays well. And and you'll find that you'll have a lot of flexibility as well in a bigger company. Correct. Smaller companies, not so much. Bigger companies, yes.
0: A little bit more freedom. Yeah.
1: a lot, <clears throat> a lot more freedom. A lot more freedom. But you know, you're in the you're in a good uh, good spot, and and you, you got the right path, right? Uh, your head's in the right area. And Now it's just kind of figuring out and fine tuning what you're trying to accomplish, and then let's make that adjustment, and go do that, right? And then also to 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 not let the health scare you right health is number one you do whatever you can but outside of your control right life is that's life right yeah you know, i think, think also ryan too,
0: it, of you also got to be aware of you may not realize that the negative influence that you're you're giving it mm-hmm. or you're giving that's it true. more you're giving it more power than it than it not that and it, it doesn't deserve but yeah you're giving it more power than it than it has
2: yeah
1: oh yeah you, 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 you there's, there's more power behind you and your life man much more so if the
0: um if you have thoughts or comments for us we'd love to hear them you can uh, our email is investing from the beach at gmail.com you can hit the website investing sorry investing did i say that right investing from the beach at gmail is our email address if you want to hit the website um i believe the loan survivor is there and so ryan you're to do uh i think lamb and i will make like eight cents if you buy it off the website so we'll appreciate that huge commission, uh, but investingfromthebeach.com is the website. You've got some. There's a book list there. Uh, Ryan mentioned a stock class. There's some details on that if you're interested. If not, don't worry about it. And as always, we appreciate you listening to the time. We know that if you will do what we've talked about, we've put it to use ourselves. We've seen others do it. The objective in doing all this is to get to the point where you all you can list, all you get to listen to or you have the opportunity to only listen to Tuesday waves and Tuesday waves are much much better than any waves you'll hear on a weekend I know Ryan one of your opportunities is to uh, potentially get out here to Southern California and you will find that the waves out here in Huntington Beach on Tuesday absolutely rock a much much better sounding wave than Saturday and Sundays so with I that believe it. Uh, they are awesome you'll get to find out so with that as always thank you for listening and we'll look forward to speaking to you next time